Today on the show, you're going to hear from a local guy here from the Treasure Valley of Idaho. He was a sports fanatic. He wanted to make it somewhere in sports media. So you're going to learn about his school experience, his work experience, the grind, the hustle, the dedication. This is the Game Time Guru. So what time is it? Game Time What is up, everybody? Thanks for joining me for yet another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I'm joining you from sunny Boise, Idaho. It's weird saying that because Boise is the worst with the weather. Uh, You get all four seasons in a day, but it's been sunny the last couple of weeks, and we're enjoying our summer, and I hope everywhere you're at, wherever you're listening, that uh, you have some good weather and that you're able to enjoy your summer as well. Uh, Today, I've got an awesome, inspirational story. It's motivating. I've got Mr. Ty Hawkins joining me for a great interview. Ty, thanks for joining the Game Time Guru Podcast. Yeah, no problem, Shane. Good hearing from you, and I hope everything's going well. Yeah, man. Things are going great, and it's even better now that I got you on the show, but uh, where are you located right now, and where are we talking to you from? I'm in the booming metropolis of Great Falls, Montana. I bet your weather's worse than Idaho's. Now, can you explain how you got to Great Falls, Montana? Uh, Born and raised in Boise, Idaho, so in the similar, pretty same area as you. Uh, Ended up, started out with sports, long story short. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but I didn't know where I was going at first after grad school at USC. I was going to Florida, I was going to Texas twice, um, Arizona for a little bit. A lot of it was just being patient and waiting for the right opportunity. And luckily enough, in grad school, I was able to meet some people who uh, were able to introduce me to uh, these other people who said, would you be interested in uh, maybe doing some real news instead of, not that sports isn't real news, but uh, more, you know, five, six, nine, and ten type stuff. And uh, I said, sure, because believe it or not, a lot of the people you watch on ESPN, so that we're all sports center fans and things like that, they have news backgrounds. So they started off, you know, one of my mentors, a good, and I consider him a friend now, Jay Harris. He, oh, I uh, love Jay Harris. He wanted to be the next Peter Jennings, whereas a lot of us growing up wanted to be the next Stuart Scott. That was me, so exactly. I had the opportunity to uh, just diversify my journalistic background because moving forward, people want to know if you can do the job, and then they'll decide if they want to take the chance on you or not. So if I do decide to maybe get back on the sports side of things, that's cool. I might have that chance one day, but... Right now, man, I'm just enjoying this news thing. Uh, local news is a lot more important than I think people uh, give it credit for, especially with today's climate, the national media, and things like that. Very important to know what's going on in the community. For sure, man. For sure. Now, I met you, Ty, uh, back in the day. This is probably 2010 when I was doing play-by-play announcing for IdahoSports.com. That's where I met you. We were at a meeting. I don't even know if you remember me, but uh, we were at a meeting with all the other play-by-play commentators and we were kind of going over some sales pitches and stuff like that and then talking about what the plans were for the season now I have a question for you though I've been following you ever since then because I just I just remember how dominating your personality was in that meeting for a good reason um so it intrigued me so I kind of kept you know kept tabs on you to see how you were doing in your career uh to see if there's anything I could implement into mine and I just want to know though is is Idaho sports doing like play-by-play was that your first gig in the sports media industry or did you have something beforehand Glenn Jones, who you probably worked with a little bit at IdahoSports.com, he's actually one of my ninth-grade football coaches. And uh, I'd come back to Boise and didn't really know what I wanted to do. 
I had written a little bit in high school and stuff like that, and I enjoyed writing. And uh, <clears throat> so I reached out to him and said, hey, I'm interested in getting into sports journalism, go back to Boise State, things like that. And he said, wow, that's crazy. I worked for Paul Kings or with Paul Kingsbury at IHOSports.com, and I was familiar with that. They actually got launched originally when I was younger. And I was like, oh, so I just looked him up and reached out to Paul, and they put me on some play-by-play games. I mean, you're doing – Parma, Nampa Christian, things like that, uh, Cole Valley Christian, you know, some small 1A, 1AA teams. I don't even know what they call them nowadays, classification-wise. But, yeah, I got my start there, and then Paul started, kept expanding the website, started doing some writing, started reaching out to some athletes I knew in the community, did some articles with some people out of uh, Pocatello, and Paul kind of let me do my thing, and got involved at Boise State, started doing some sports reporting there, writing for the Arbiter, and... Uh, just kept building my resume. I mean, I'm got to start somewhere. Everyone, 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 anyone who hears this, you got to. Everyone's doing something. Oh yeah. Whether it doesn't matter what level, you got to be doing something. And started writing for the Arbiter. That introduced me to Idaho Statesman. Where shout out to my man Mike Prater. He got me an internship. I was able to cover some stuff and get some statewide publicity and build my resume. And then <clears throat> kept writing and writing, man. And that turned into some video stuff with Boise State, uh, Brandon Walton, who's now a writer for the Press Tribune, and Farzan Faramazi. Sorry if I butchered your last name, Farzan, but he's, uh, started doing some Boise State football stuff with those guys, and then got in contact with Vince Hordeman through Paul Kingsbury. I mean, it's a whole line of people, man. Started writing for Slam Magazine, some features and things like that, and then I don't want to go to grad school because I felt like, so I was in this McNair program, and I felt like I didn't want to get my PhD because I was just seven more years of school. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You got to get your your master's degree, and <clears throat> luckily enough, I got into USC. I, I met some people through their sports journalism department, and started networking, and visited the campus. And next thing I know, I'm on campus of a uh, lovely University of South Southern California, and. Things are just happening, man, quick, and, yeah, it's been a, it's a journey. I think a word that if people are listening to this, or the, for the people who are listening to this, the, the journey, the fact that you said the word journey, everyone's journey is different. Like, you're going to go places and interview people and meet people and do things that everyone else may not do, and so maybe you can sit and look at people who are like, oh, man, they made it to ESPN, or oh. You know, they're interning at the Today Show and getting some practice on air, da da da. But you've got to worry about what you're doing. As long as you're doing something to better yourself professionally and even personally, each day, you'll be in good shape. That's good to hear. It's motivating, actually. So thank you for sharing that because for people like myself who, you know, were, I would say, you know, I was late to the game with getting done with school, finished with my bachelor's degree when I was 28. Um, still kept my passion in sports media, though. Like, that's why I'm doing this podcast. But um, I remember when I was at Boise State, I would see a couple of like there was like flyers and, and posters on the on the walls down the communication buildings and and I would see like the the media team and you had um, there's pictures of you and stuff with some other individuals there. Can you explain to us when you went for your bachelor's degree what field of study you were in and uh, kind of what you did on the media side of things, Ty? Well, I was um, a mass communication and journalism major, so uh, minor in journalism. So I took the media law classes, things like that. Dr. Rick Moore is a great guy over at Boise State, and obviously Dr. Trainwood, she's great. She's trying to do some things now moving forward in the future. I hope that she can get those up off the ground and 
be happy to help her if she still needs it. Um, just Boise State's what's nice about Boise State is you got guys like Joe Nickel, you got guys like Max over in the sports department. You're if you're a student and you're hungry and you're respectful, they'll see that. I mean, they're dealing with Division One athletes who have a dream to go to the NFL. So if they see that you're kind of you have that same demeanor professionally, you're going to have opportunities to interview guys and and whoever you know that maybe an Olympic athlete one day or maybe in the NCAA tournament. There's just so many <clears throat> accessibilities at Boise State, and the same thing was at USC, which was great. But they do a great job at BSU and. I mean, I got to interview guys like Tyrone Crawford. You know what I mean? I'm walking around talking to guys like Orlando Scandrick. You know, these are guys who are in the NFL, you know, and their Boise State administration makes it, their athletic administration make it accessible, and that helped me in my media. Um, my goal is to get in the media. It's like, say, hey, look, I interviewed this person. Hey, I did this story. And it was just, and the fact, the way Boise is growing, I mean, it's, I had friends coming from California to Boise because California is so big, obviously, and busy. But they're like, the opportunities in Boise are just limitless right now. Because I advise people to take advantage and meet the right professors, the Dr. Moores of the world, the uh, Seth Ashley, Dr. Trainowitz. Get, get involved with those people. They're good people to know, and they'll help you get where you want to go. And I love how you keep mentioning, you know, how you utilize the tools that were ready for you. So people that go to school and they think that it's overrated, you should get in contact with these professors and network with them and, and build relationships because they will help you. Uh, it's obvious it's apparent in your story, and it's obvious for others, too. Like, they'll they'll be on your side as long as you give them the respect. They'll give you the respect in return. And I want to know about your experience at USC at this point. You go there for grad school. Um, what was the grad program that you were going for your master's there for? My program was uh, specialized journalism. So they had an MA in ours was specialized journalism. So we had a small cohort cohort. And it was like, I think 12 of us, um, a little older, not your traditional 23, 24 year old, just getting out of college. Didn't want to go to work, but still want to get a higher learning education. Um, and then the other one, I think it was just journalism, BA and masters of journalism or something, but it was, uh, you learn in LA is a big city, man. And when you got people on your campus, you know, Beyonce was on campus one day, you saying Bolt, Oprah. I mean, these are people who are like, we see them on TV and we're like, whoa. So these are just people that they put their pants on the same way we do, I assume. But it's, um, your work ethic, how you treat people, how you interact with everyone, whether it's the janitor in the, uh, the classroom cleaning up when you guys are getting ready to leave or, that uh, people see that stuff, and you're committed to the craft. That's what people want to see too. It's like um, you can make friends, you know, network, do all that stuff. That's part of the gig. But people will, people can tell if you're hungry, and so all it takes is someone to give you a chance. Everyone who's ever been successful, someone gave them a chance. No doubt, no doubt at all. Now, Ty, I want you to tell us about your best experience that you had during your, you know, journalism program at USC. Because I mean, I've I was able to follow you on social media. I saw some cool things that you were able to do. But I want to know what your best experience was, your most memorable experience during your time at USC. Oh, you might you might think this is funny. I thought it was. So um, <clears throat> they had open practice at USC, like just for students. So we are starting our summer program, and they had some summer two days going on. So we're all there new, getting introduced to everyone from around the country, even around the world. And um, 
So I'm, I'm wearing a Boise State Broncos shirt, no problem. And uh, <laughs> we, we get done with class and we're wrapping things up. And I'm like, oh, they got open practice because you can see it from the parking garage. And I was like, I'm going to walk over and check it out. So I walk over there. Steve Sarkeesian's the coach at the time. And he's like, take that shirt off. And I'm like, looking around, you know, like, oh, man, you know, he's pissed about something. And then he's like, you in the blue, take that shirt off. And I start looking around more, and then some media person comes up, like a, you know, um, an assistant or whatever to an athletic director type of deal, and they're like, hey, you got to go turn your shirt inside out or take it off. And I had no idea that people at USC, you don't wear blue. And that's not just because it was Boise State, but because it was UCLA as well. So then Zach Banner runs by, and this dude, I'm a pretty decent-sized human being. This guy's one of the biggest people I've ever seen in real life. And he was drafted by, I think, the Colts, and he might be with the Browns now. But he's 6'9", 300-plus. He runs by, and he's like, stop wearing blue if you're going to be here. And I'm like, whoa, bro, okay. <clears throat> so I fire off a tweet to him. I'm like, I go, I'll stop wearing blue if you come do an interview on my show. And he goes, no problem, when and where. The next thing I know, I got this guy who's a potential NFL draft pick, all Pac-10 team, Rose Bowl winning out offensive tackle. He comes onto our show at USC and does the show. And we talk about that in the interview and we have a joke about it. So it's just kind of one of those things, like, you never know what opportunity. Who would have thought me wearing a Boise State shirt would lead to an opportunity for me to help build my resume? If I see Zach Banner, he'll remember me simply for the fact, even if he doesn't remember my face, or when my looks or anything, I say, hey, one time, da-da-da-da-da, and he's going to be like, whoa. You know? So it's, uh, he'll remember it, but it's just one of those things. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was a good yeah, memory. Yeah. And then, like you said, I did, <clears throat> excuse me, I did, uh, intern at the Rose Bowl game. That was, uh, non-biased aside. It's, um, I think it's the most well put together elite college bowl game in the system. Like, they're doing a good job now with the stuff at Texas Stadium, but, Pasadena, it's almost like the whole town shuts down. Pasadena's got a lot of people, and it's just, it's an event, and it's a, it's a big deal, man. It's a really big deal. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it's really motivating to hear that from you, Ty, because it just shows that, I mean, anything can happen. I love that story because you just got to be ready to take the opportunity, regardless of how it comes about. That opportunity will eventually come um, if you're putting in the hard work. And uh, you just got to be ready to seize that, see that, seize that moment. Now, post college. Now you've gotten your ba- your sorry, your master's degree and your post college career. You mentioned that you had job offers from different places in different states, but I want to know if you know was that a good good uh, problem to have, or why it took so long to you know figure out where you wanted to go. Talk about your post college career that first year or so. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it's a good and a bad problem, man. And in fact, I even chose coming to. Montana over Hawaii. So a lot of people would say, why would you do that? But the opportunity to grow professionally, yeah, you got to sacrifice to get where you want to go. And Hawaii is a bigger market, a bigger market. It's Hawaii, obviously, but I had to look at the bigger picture of things. And so far it's worked out, but I had to be patient, man. Honestly, I was living like a lot of my friends um, for my grad program. You got to, you got to be patient, man. It's, uh, I was working as a a security guard at, like, the Chateau Marmont and the Standard and these luxury hotels for a year waiting just for them to decide. Because there's a lot of people trying to apply for the jobs you want. And I did get offered a job in a small town in Michigan, but you got to think big picture. And I, th- I think my biggest advice, and I'm still learning it, I'm not even close to where I want to go, but you got to be patient, man. Like, live in the moment. Everything, if you played kids' sports, like youth sports growing up, 
it can all relate to life. You've got to each moment living it day by day. Yeah, it's okay to plan, but don't get too far ahead of yourself. It's all peaks and valleys. Every cliche you've ever heard. But I was out of the, the game for like a year, and then I landed an interview gig with the Clippers, which was pretty good. And honestly, I had a tryout to make a big jump right from there, and I blew it. I, I, I didn't perform for what they were looking for. So once again, back to square one. And had to be patient. Montana called. Hawaii called at the same time. And I flew, I'd flown out to El Paso, Texas, two months before that, thinking, okay, maybe this is the one. And it just takes time, man. You got to be patient. And if it's what you really want to do, you'll do what you got to do to get where you want to go. That's, that's one of the major things. But it's not up to you either. Time's not up to you. There's somebody else I think in control of that. And you do what you're supposed to do each time, things will, good things will happen. And, when you were waiting for that, though, Ty, for that time to, to find, you were being patient, you were finding that job, how did you keep, you know, polished up on your skills that you learned through school from your bachelor's and your master's programs? Uh, yeah, how did you polish up on those skills? you got to be, like I said, everyone's always doing something. Like, you're doing this podcast right now. You had to take a step away from your career to focus on where you wanted to get, right? So if there was an opportunity I saw online, like, uh, there's a lot of freelance opportunities in Los Angeles. You can go audition for them and things like that. Um, I knew people in uh, over at Slam Magazine still, so I could pitch them some articles. Um, there was little side jobs that I could keep doing to add to my resume. So I, w- I drove down to San Diego to do play-by-play uh, water polo. Well, from Boise, Idaho, what do I know about water polo? I told them everything. So within 24 hours, I had to figure out how water polo works. And that's just how it works. And each time there was something, I got to interview Shaquille O'Neal's kid. That was interesting because he doesn't just let everyone interview him. So we had to go through a bunch of hoops to interview Sharif and things like that. And it's just staying on your grind, man. You just got to stay on your grind. That's what it was about. You got to be patient, but at the same time, you got to be aggressive and just know when each time is the right time to strike. So I knew Montana, this was the one. So I had turned the job down already. And I was complaining to people who had been helping me. And they're like, well, you had a job and you turned it down. And I said, very good point. But I waited. I think this is the place where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm here, I think, for another almost two years. And then we'll see what happens. But all I can do is get up and get ready to be the best I can be every day I work and otherwise. And what's your ultimate goal in the end? Oh, man, ultimate goal. I love Boise, Idaho. And there's some, some changes being made behind the scenes in some places I'm familiar with. So it wouldn't mind coming back home, but uh, also love California. Got family there, went to school there. So, you know, man, I, I like Montana. It's nice, but I think I'm done with the cold after this. So I'm going to go where it's a little warmer. And then uh, the ultimate goal would hopefully be in Los Angeles on some capacity, whether it's sports, whether it's news, by the time the next summer games come. Solid, man. And thanks, Ty. I appreciate you joining me for this interview and sharing your experience with all of us. Well, thank you, Shane. I appreciate it, man. Keep doing your thing and stay on your grind, bro. You know I will, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the listeners out there. hope you enjoyed this discussion with Ty. He's uh, a, a guy I've been following for the last you know, several years now, and he's done it, and it shows us that we can all do it. So if you're a sports fanatic like myself, you're tuning into my show because you enjoy talking and listening about sports, um, make sure you, you use this these words of motivation and these words of encouragement so that you can get to where you want to get. You guys know the drill. We'll talk to you next week. 
Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.